Matthew 13, 31, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. Everyone say the kingdom of heaven is like a seed. All right, Mark chapter four, verse 12. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Jesus says this uh, parable, and I'll explain it in a moment, is the absolute key foundation to your whole Christian walk. So I'm gonna preach from this subject. Dream big, start small. Dream big. I want you to dream big. I want every person in this church to dream big. In September, I did a whole series called Dream Again. We want you to dream big, but I want you to start small. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word, that it has the power to change our life, that you send your word and it heals us and it delivers us from all destruction. Thank you that your word is our wisdom. Your word is our spiritual food. Your word is spirit. It is life. Your word is sharper than any double-edged sword. It's able to divide our soul from our spirit like a surgeon's scalpel can divide bone from marrow. Thank you that your word does not ever return unto you void, but it always accomplishes everything you want it to accomplish. So let your word accomplish what you want it to accomplish tonight. In Jesus' name, we are leaning in, believing that you're gonna speak. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. And amen and amen. Dream big, start small. Uh, I'm really blessed. I get to travel a lot and preach uh, the gospel all over the place. Got to be in some different places, even this week, Tennessee, with Robbie Hilton, who was just recently with us, and then went over to Ohio and was preaching at a conference. And I saw someone I haven't seen in a while, and um, I walk into the green room, and this guy just looks incredible. He's lost weight. He's buff. He's ripped. I mean, he's just looking awesome. And uh, looks better than, than he's ever looked. And I said, man, you look incredible. What are you doing? Like, what's your secret? You know? And he goes, well, there's really no secret. You know, just a lot of lean protein and a lot of vegetables and, you know, uh, working out four times a week and eating a lot of small meals every day and cutting the Coke. I'm like, man, that is so cool. So like, are you on like a pill? Like, are you on a... <laughs> Come on, somebody. <sighs> No, man, just like a lot of lean protein, a lot of chicken and fish, a lot of green vegetables, like really cutting the carbs. Oh, that is so good. So like, did you do gastric? (laughs) No, man, just like a lot of lean proteins and like lots of vegetables and just like, you know, really cutting the sugar, really cutting the Cokes. I've been drinking Lecrae, Lacroix, Lacroix, whatever it's called, like (laughs) cutting the Coke, like... You know, been doing, doing a lot better. Man, that is so good. So like, like, are you like on fit tea or like, are you drinking apple cider vinegar? Are you doing the, you doing the lemonade fast? Like, no, 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 man, really none of that. Just for like the last year, just a lot of lean protein and yeah, yeah. Cause, cause I liked, I liked the end result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did not want to hear about the year long process. I wanted him to tell me that he went to this genie somewhere in the hood of Cleveland, Ohio, and they zapped him, and he walked out 40 pounds lighter. That's what I wanted. I wanted, I wanted the fruit, but I didn't want the seed. I wanted, I wanted the end result, but I didn't want the process, and so it was kind of hard to hear that, and so after you know, asking him all these questions, I finally just walked away. And um, went to Chick-fil-A. Praise the Lord. 
I wish that wasn't a true story. Matthew 4, Matthew 4, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven has come. Now, this is really cool to hear in 2019, but this was really cool to hear 2019 years ago because when Jesus says the kingdom is here and I am that king, I am the king of this kingdom, the Jews were hyped. The Jews were pumped because the Jews had been under Roman oppression. So they believe that Jesus is coming as a military leader. They go, cool, you're the Messiah, but the Messiah is also a king. And that means you're going to establish this kingdom. We're about to overthrow Rome. We're about to take over Caesar. No more oppression, no more taxes, no more fear, no more persecution. Praise the Lord. The king has come. The kingdom is being established. This is awesome. And they're so fired up about the kingdom until Jesus defines the kingdom. He says, here's what the kingdom is. The kingdom is not swords and spears. The kingdom is not a holy war that you're expecting. The kingdom is a seed. And they reject him. They hate him. They totally miss out on the gospel. They totally miss out on the kingdom. They totally miss out on on what Jesus was doing. So much so that God ends up anointing the apostles to then go to the Gentiles to preach. Why? Because they missed their moment. They missed their manna. They missed what Jesus was doing because the answer to their prayer came in a package that they did not desire. They wanted a earthly kingdom and Jesus offered them seats. Jesus says, you you think I'm going to take over Rome? No, no, no. The kingdom is within you. And they didn't like this and they ended up missing their moment because they could not recognize the kingdom And sadly, I think there's a lot of Christians in 2019 that are missing out on what God wants to do in their life because what God wants to do in their life is wrapped up and hidden within a seed. So we're looking for full manifestation and we're missing out on the seeds that are in our hand. But but this is the key to your whole life. I said it all morning and it's been true. This is the quietest sermon in City Lights 13 month history, I promise you. Because I'm going to get so up in your face and personal space today. Everyone's just going to leave like, you know what, whatever, okay? But I promise you, I, I truly believe this is the most important message I've ever preached. And I, and I know we all like, like last week's message, you know, preaching on praise. And I can go there so quick. Y'all don't even know. I can make your head spin. I can go there so quick. I've got that gear in me, and we can go there whenever we want. You just say, touch your neighbor, it's on the way. Ah, we can go. <laughs> and about every six or seven weeks, I need to go into overdrive, and I need to inspire. But what we really need is we need a word from God that punches us in the face. And we got to go get in our car. And we got to go home and get in a room and shut the door and wrestle with God. And tonight I'm going to, we're going to wrestle tonight. Okay. We're going to, we're going to wrestle. So here's point number one. Point number one, this is the foundation to your Christian walk. What, what we're about to discover is the absolute foundation. You can't get away from it. You can't escape it. You might as well embrace it. Mark chapter four, verse 12. If you don't understand this parable, Jesus is talking about the parable of the farmer who sows the seed. 
And he's talking about good ground of, ground of 30 and 60 and 100 fold. He's talking about how the farmer sows the seed out and it must fall on good soil. And Jesus teaches this parable and the people don't understand it. The disciples don't understand it. The disciples pull him aside and say, Jesus, what the heck are you talking about? And Jesus says, guys, if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything I'm doing. If you miss this parable, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any parable? In other words, if you don't understand this principle, you will miss everything I want to do in your life. You will miss love. You will miss grace. You will miss holiness. You will miss healing. You will miss prosperity. You will miss restoration because everything I do is hidden in a seed. Everything. So you have to embrace this or you'll miss out on all of the manifestation and fruit I want to bring in your life. So the farmer who is God sows the seed, God sows the word, and this is how fruitfulness in Christ works. Your dream, your vision, uh, your walk with Jesus, your marriage, your joy, your contentment, your holiness, everything you're grasping for right now, everything you're believing God for right now is not nearly as far as it seems. It just always starts in a form you don't like. Go ahead. <laughs> so Jesus says, if you don't get this, you don't get anything. If you don't embrace this, you'll never embrace the kingdom. If you reject this, you will reject the kingdom. He said it like this. If you don't understand this parable, you will never know what I'm doing. And I just want you to leave this up because I think there's a lot of wandering and wondering Christians who are confused about their calling. And more importantly, you're confused about timing. Fruitfulness has way more to do with timing than it does even doing. I'm doing the right thing. Why isn't it working? Because it's timing. I tithed once. Where's my breakthrough? Timing. Keep that up. <laughs> I forgave once. Why aren't I free? Timing. And if, you, and if you reject this idea, you'll always be wondering what God's doing and you'll never be able to embrace what God's doing because you'll always be out of sync, out of time, out of season. That's why, you know, Paul said, Timothy, I need you ready in and out of season because there's times, there's sometimes you're out of season. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a tough season. Deal with it. Yeah. Right. You got to be ready out of season. Like we're shocked that we're out of season when the Bible said be ready out of season. And then we don't, we're kind of surprised when we're in our season. But you don't understand that what you did in your last season is affecting this season. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. The kingdom of God, the dream, the vision, the will of God, the joy you're longing for, the thing that seems so far away right now is in reality very close to you because Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. It's just hidden in seed form. This is the foundation to your life. This this is it. If you will embrace this, you will see the manifestation of the kingdom of God in your life. And if you reject this, you will always be out of pocket. Wow. 
to what God's doing. Number two, that is in this. That is in this. Jesus said the kingdom of God is a seed. So here's what Dr. Robert Schuler said. Now I've done good so far three times today. Here's the fourth time. Lord, don't let me cut my finger. Dr. Robert Schuler said that you can count the seeds in an apple. But you cannot count the apples in a seed. There's probably 15, 20 seeds in here. We could count it. You can always count the seeds in an apple. But, but that, look, look, that is in this. Go to North Vegas tomorrow and go to those apple orchards. All that is in this. <laughs> and we want that. And we don't want this. But you don't get that if you reject this. What is that? That is fruitfulness. That is manifestation. That is promise. That is destiny. That is the thing you're believing God for. But, but you want that, but you don't want this. But what you have to realize is how much potential is in this. So you're jealous of people with that. You're jealous of their Instagram and you're jealous of, you're jealous of how much they have or you're jealous of the car they drive or the marriage they have or the house they live in or, or whatever. And, 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 and you're jealous of that. But I'm not going to take a bite, Weston. But, but you're not embracing this. So you're despising this, jealous of that. And God's going, but... But, but that is in this. Because see, all, all y'all have ever heard about seed time and harvest is about money, but you don't realize that every deed is a seed. And everything I'm doing today, I'm going to harvest tomorrow. So, so, so I, 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 want that, I want that. I want that. I want that marriage. I want that car. I want that life. I want that joy. I want that walk with God. I want, but we don't want to start small. So we want to dream big. We, we just, we don't want to start, we don't want to start small. The apple tree is inside of the apple seed. And the life you want is in the seeds you sow. And you will miss that. You will miss manifestation if you can't see the life hidden in the seed. That is in this. And it's small. Oh, it's small. And it seems so small, it seems insignificant. Because, I mean, come on, this, this little thing barely can see it. You try to eat this, it's bitter, it's gross, it's nasty. But, but success is in the little, bitter, gross, nasty, slimy, obviously, slippery. It's the little things that are going to make a big difference. Well, what's a 30-minute marriage counseling session going to be? We've been fighting for 10 years. What's 30 minutes going to do? Maybe nothing at first. But maybe on week two, three, four, five, six, maybe six months down the road, maybe 10 years, down, maybe two years down the road, maybe 18 months down the road, you start getting a breakthrough. And all of a sudden, that 30-minute marriage counseling session that just seemed like a waste of money is actually bringing you together because you're finally communicating. 
But you have to, you have to see, you have to see that in this. We, we want, we want big manifestation, but we don't want to do the little things. But every big thing we're believing God for, God does in steps. He actually told that to the children of Israel. He said, I'm sending you into the promised land and you're going to take it city by city, little by little. Because if I just gave you the whole land, it would be overrun by wild animals. So we're going to go little by little by little. And, and we want giant leaps. And God does small steps. And we want things fast. And God does everything slow. That is in this. That tree is hidden in this little seed. This amazing fruit, that, is hidden in that. And, and, and until you embrace that little seed, those little things, what little things could you do to improve your marriage? Little things. Well, my wife don't love me no more. She don't sleep with me no more. She won't have sex with me no more. Why don't you brush your teeth tonight and floss? Why don't you jump in the shower, homie? See what happens. Oh, too real, too real. Okay, so keep complaining about your wife and how she's not sexual. While you get in bed, passing gas, stinking. Okay, so that's too real. Because we actually don't want, we don't really want this. We, we're actually more content complaining about the life we want than brushing our teeth before we go to bed to have a better sex life. And I'm talking to married people, by the way. All you single people, you need to cut it out. Y'all need to cut it out. Y'all need to cut it out. Just a little thing. If, if I asked today, how many people need a financial breakthrough out of 850 people that would have come today, I guarantee 500 people would have raised their hand. I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. But there's only 30 in Financial Peace University. That's 109 bucks. That's your cable bill. So, 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 Frank, so Frank is here, and Frank is amazing. He's teaching our class. And uh, we, all want, we all want Frank's house, or I do anyway. I'm not coveting, but I want it. Because we all want the big lot on Lone Mountain, but we just, we don't want what it took to get there. We all want the, 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 the successful European car business, but we don't want the hustle. We want that, but we don't want this. So give me a break, dude, God, I need more money. You actually don't need, I promise you, if you opened up your books to me, I promise you I can find you so much money. Hidden. It's hidden in Starbucks and cable bills and new shoes you don't need. We're going to cut Mac makeup, ladies. We're going to, go to, we're going to go to Walmart and buy you some old school L'Oreal. I know it's going to leak and drip, and, but it's all you're getting. And guys, no more fear of God or Gucci. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to Costco. We're going to get you some white dad shoes for $19. Dad shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're going to put you on a budget and no more coffee. 
and no more Starbucks and no more eating out. You're going to eat at home. And all of a sudden, you don't need a financial breakthrough. Oh, wow, huh? You just, it was all there. It was just hidden in the seed. I know I told you this is going to hurt today. But isn't that amazing? Because we would all, how many, how many need a breakthrough? Oh my God, pray for me, pastor. Pray, pastor. Pray, pastor. I tithe, but then I spend the 90 like an idiot. Pray for me, I need a miracle. <laughs> Tithing is the beginning of stewardship, not the end. Wow. See, here's, here's, what, here's what you miss. You say, I gave God his... Now I'm going to use mine. No, no, no. When you gave God his 10, you told him, I recognize the 90s, yours too. Right. Yeah, it would preach. It's just not preaching right now because it hurts too much. So just because I tithe doesn't mean I get to go spend the 90 however I want. I tithe to tell God the 90 is his. And then I go, Holy Spirit, lead me, talk to me. If, if, if you say yes, yes. If you say no, no. Because you're the boss. Number three, small beginnings, because I want you to dream big. I want you to dream big. Small beginnings lead to big endings. Don't trip. God has something big for you. I'm not, I'm not, telling, I'm not, I'm not telling you God doesn't have something incredible for you. I'm just telling you it starts with small beginnings. So let's go to Zechariah now. Zechariah 4.10. Do not despise that word despise means to treat as common. It's to sneer at. It's to roll your eyes at. It's to, ah. God says, do not despise. Don't treat as common these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices. The Lord is so hyped anytime you do a small thing. Because the work is beginning. <laughs> it's beginning. Not completed, but it's beginning. At least I'm trying. I was having breakfast uh, yesterday with a, a, he's a friend. He's like a big brother though. He's a mentor. His name is Carl Lentz and he's a preacher and, and as well as he's just a big bro. I'm 35. He's 40 and he's just kind of a big brother to me. And Carl has like a six pack on top of a six pack and like triceps on type of biceps, you know, like Carl's just like ripped and we go to breakfast and it's 7 a.m. East Coast time yesterday and uh, uh, I'm exhausted because it's 4 a.m., you know, our time and so like I'm trying to eat a banana, you know, to just like, and Carl, he comes down to the restaurant, he's eating eggs and potatoes and oatmeal and bagels and toast and coffee and he's just crushing and I'm like, what? I'm like, How? how are you doing this at 7 a.m.? He goes, every day. Every day I do this. Every day. He goes, and then I'll eat five smaller meals throughout the day. And I went, I hate you. I hope you dislocate your pinky toe or something. I hate you. <laughs> Consistency. Put that, put that scripture back up. The Lord says, I'm, I'm rejoicing that you've started. So you know what I did this morning? I woke up. Time change. Got ready. Opened the fridge. Got me a protein shake. Plugged my nose. Come on, somebody. Shots, 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 shots. 
And I took that thing, I'm sorry. It's my flesh getting in the way. And I pounded that thing. I got two inches taller. I looked at her little 10 bag, a 10 pound uh, little rat dog, Bentley. And I said, I'm the boss. I started rejoicing. Because the Lord said, I rejoice. It's a small thing. It's a small thing. It's a little thing. Because you, know you know what I normally do? I'd say, I'm done. This is it. I'm losing weight. And I wouldn't eat all day until 11 o'clock. And then that spirit of raising canes would get on me. At 11 p.m., come on. Drive there all ashamed. Hat down. Hoodie. Yeah, can I get a, uh, can I get a caniac? Yeah. Put in a... Put in an extra toast. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Give me one more sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Checking the order. Ashamed with a hoodie. Checking the order. Got everything. <laughs> Carl said, Javen, your, your body's confused. It thinks it's starving. It thinks it's dying. Your blood sugar's all off. I said, Carl, shut up. But I've been eating today. I've been getting my little meals in all day. Had a little chicken for lunch. Had a little protein bar. Had a little this, had a little that. Had a little in and out. No, just kidding, I didn't, but I. <laughs> but, but you know, yeah, protein stuff. But you know what I didn't, but. But you, but you have to learn how to rejoice in small wins. Because God doesn't do big leaps, God does small steps. And, and until you can start rejoicing with God about the work beginning, because if you're not rejoicing, you're despising. Did y'all just hear me? If you're not rejoicing in the small, you're despising the small. So you're going to do one or the other. So you might as well rejoice in the small. So ladies, when your husband tries to do something good, don't go, well, you should. Go, baby. Oh, my God. That laundry, you did so good. I know you washed that red shirt with those white clothes and you made everything pink, but baby, you tried. I'm so proud of you. Now I'm going to go shopping and buy new stuff that we don't need, but I'm so proud of you. Hype them up, ladies. Hype them up. My, my, my point is, you have to learn. We want big. We want big because we're Americans. So we want big stuff. Right? We just want everything big. And God goes, I don't, I don't start anything big. I start everything small. So in the garden, when God created the heavens and the earth, he created fully grown humans, fully grown trees, fully grown fish, fully grown animals. And then he never did it again. Here's what he did after that. Genesis 8, 22. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. He said, I started with full-grown men, full-grown trees, full-grown animals. But now, it will always begin in a seed. And then he said, by the way, and these seeds, you'll read this earlier, will always produce after its own kind. Yeah. So you'll, you'll never see two cheetahs have a boar, a pig. You'll never see two gazelles have a hippopotamus. 
Oh, now you know what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, Jesus, he's talking about, you'll never see two humans have a dog. It, you produce after your own kind. By the way, a lot of you don't like what you're producing. You don't like the trees in your life. You don't like the fruit in your life. And you're, and you're cursing it and you're, and you're trying to command it to go. And God's saying, no, 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 those are the seeds you've sown, bro. You don't plant an apple tree and then demand cherries. God's going, that's, your, that's the seed you sowed. Your, your, your life is the manifestation of the seeds you've sown. I know this hurts. I know it hurts. But, we're, but we have so many Christians who know how to pray fervently and we're believing God for things. Okay, we're believing God for things that he doesn't do. Bishop T.D. Jake said it like this. God has never made a table. God made trees. And some of y'all praying for tables. God, give me an oak table. Give me oak chairs. And God goes, here you go. Here you go. Last service, I can throw them out now. Here you go. God, I need a table with seed in our hand. God says, I don't do tables. I do acorns. I don't do chairs. I do seed. Good catch. It's an athlete. And we're praying fervently, God, give me a table. God says, I don't make tables. But I'll give you this. So 2 Corinthians 9 says it like this. He who supplies seed to the sower. God says, I give out seed. I sow seed. The farmer sows the word. That's what I do. That's all I do. And then you have to take that seed and you have to put it in the ground and you have to water it and you have to till it and you have to work it and you have to weed it and you have to fight for it and you have to fertilize it. And, you, and, the, and those little acorns that are in your hand right now, you put those in the ground, you won't even see them for five months. And you're wondering, where is the table? With acorns in your hand. Where's the marriage I want? With acorns in your hand. Where's the money I'm believing God with acorns in your hand? Where's the joy I want with acorns in your hand? Where's my destiny with acorns in your hand? God don't make tables. He makes acorns. And then he says, work it. Work it. Turn to your neighbor and say, work it. Turn to one more person and say, work it. Turn to someone else and say, plant it, water it, till it, weed it, fertilize it, work it. And you go, and you go but David, that's too far away. No, it's not. It's where you are right now. Come on up. Like you are in the harvest of past seed sown anyway. Whether it took you 15 years or 20 years or 40 years, you are where you are. And we, we, we complain about our harvest, but we refuse to confront our seed. Yeah. 
Stop praying for tables. And start sowing seed. And, and just imagine, just think about this. Where, where are all the mamas? Can I see the mamas? Mamas, mamas? Give it up for all our mamas in the house. Mama. Mom, can you, can you imagine mama getting pregnant tonight? <laughs> Lord, help us. And tomorrow, having an eight-pound baby? You, you can't, listen, because it would kill you. Your body needs to stretch, morph, reform. You need new chemicals. You need new hormones. You need, your body needs to adjust. You, you need time. As long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest. Joseph has a dream. 13 years later manifestation of the dream. David gets anointed as king. 15 years later, he ascends the throne. Jesus, Jesus, like the Lord, Jesus. Look at this in Hebrews 5. This is Jesus. Hebrews 5 verse 8. No, he was God's son. God. He learned obedience from the things he suffered. Suffering doesn't prove learning. The suffering can end as soon as you learn. <laughs> Some of y'all still in a test that you could have passed years ago. That's good. That's good. So the, the, it's cheesy but true. You're going to get bitter or better. I know it's cheesy, but it's true. Some cheese is true. It's true. You're, Jesus had to learn obedience. He had to learn obedience in the still small voice of saying, Lord, Father, I can turn this water into wine? Okay. Okay, I can. You want me to heal this guy? Okay. I can, I can do this bread and fish? Okay. He had to learn it in the small so that one day he could learn it when he's sweating great drops of blood. And he could say, not my will, yours be done. How could he have big obedience? Because he learned it in the small obedience. Jesus would have never gone to the cross if he had not learned obedience. Destiny moment. Little moments. Like you can handle a destiny moment if you have not been learning how to sow seed. You are tripping and you are lying to yourself. I could handle that. No, you can't because you can't handle this. God make me a millionaire. You can't, you, you can't, you, you can't budget 30 grand. How you going to budget 2 million? Lord, let me get married. You're not a good friend. (laughs) And on and on and on. Learn little. Little. Please stop despising the seat. Don't even focus on that. Don't even focus on that. 
Focus on the right here, right now. Watch where you could be. Okay. So I know it hurts, right? I know this hurts. But it, but it hurts good, right? Because, because this will, this will absolutely change your life. That's good. Like for real. For real. It really will. This will, this will change. It'll change your marriage. It'll change your relationships. It'll change your walk with Jesus because you won't always be frustrated about where you are. Because sometimes you'll be able to recognize I'm in seed. Other times I'm in time. And other times I'm in harvest. And I can know my season. Even if I'm out of season, at least I know my season. Makes all the difference. Makes all the difference. Makes all the difference. That's why you can watch a person go through hell and they're thriving. They're thriving in the fire. They're like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, not consumed. And you go, how are you not consumed? Because they were able to recognize the fourth man in the fire. I'm just telling you. But then you'll, you'll see someone else who their car breaks down and they lose their salvation. Just, I need a break. I need a break. I need a break. You need to be broken. I almost feel like God's going, I agree. Because <laughs> you're a baby and I want to do something big. But like I think about our young team, like I think about the yaps in their 20s, just early 20s. I mean, they're kids. I don't mean that. I just mean yours is like so young. And I'm like, these guys, they got great jobs. They're doing great. If these guys could just freaking grind for 10 years they could have whatever they want in their 30s like just think about it I don't even I'm not even prophesying I'm just saying like if you would if you can hustle and not get obsessed with this and you'll just keep working you'll be 30 and do whatever you want how do I know that because that's what I did I put my nose down and I grinded in my 20s And then at the end of my 20s, a man came up to me and said, you've already given one man your 20s. Don't give another man your 30s. It's time for you to do what you want to do. And I did. Because. Go ahead. I think about Omar. Think about Omar. Leaving his job. I mean, crazy. I'm glad I wasn't your pastor at the time because I probably would have been like, man, I don't know. (laughs) But I was in California. I'm like, go for it. Believe God. (laughs) Think about Sean. You know, just steps of faith. Crazy. But they did what they they embraced the seed. And they did what very few are willing to do, and now they have what very few will ever have. So good. I'm just I'm just saying, in every in any area of your life, while everyone is after that. There's a few rare breeds that are after this and will hustle and will put their face down and ignore everything else and just go. And I'm just talking about in every area of your life. Jesus says, if you don't 
embrace this, you'll have a huge issue with my kingdom. Wow. I want you to dream big. I want you to dream big, but I want you to have the grit to start small. So Joyce Meyer says that a dream doesn't come by a wishbone, it comes by a backbone. So I want you to have, I want the dream, I want the dream, whatever it is, I want you to believe God. But I also want you to start small. I look at our worship leaders, I look at Weston or Milena, absolutely called to ministry, it's undeniable. But working, doing their thing out in the world, So they've got this dream. I don't want them to ever forfeit it. But then they also have to recognize in, out of season and go, but I'm in this small space right now. I mean, we could just keep going down the line. We, we want it so big. And we want it now. And we want it quick. And we want giant leaps. And our God is the God of small steps. I'm repeating myself on purpose because this is where life is lived. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, clap your hands. Let's thank God for it. And I, uh, I made a statement last week that I don't practice what I preach. I preach what I practice. This is my life. This is my life. This is my life right here. Um, I've lived this and I've embraced this. And will continue to because you never outgrow it. You never outgrow servanthood. You never outgrow seed sowing. Um, you, never out, you, never outgrow, you never outgrow doing the small things every day. Little things, little things, little things, little things, little things, little things, little things. But they make big impact over time. So Father, help us. Why don't you lift your hands? Father, help us. Help us to embrace seasons. Help us to embrace your kingdom. Your kingdom is a seed. Help us to not despise small beginnings, but rejoice that the work has begun. We may not be where we want to be. Thank God we're not where we used to be. But we refuse to despise where we are. We rejoice with the Holy Spirit that he who began a work in me, even if it's small, he who began a work in me will be faithful to complete it. So as we dream big dreams, Give us the faith, fortitude, and patience to make small steps towards those big dreams. God, help us. Help us to do this now in Jesus' name. This is our prayer.